Hello everyone, welcome to our conversation. Maybe there's maybe there's a point here of teaching. I had to go through the lesson to enjoy swimming. Maybe it was authority you struggled with. <laughs> Does it mean that every area of our life is sorted and every area of our life has everything in place? There are always gaps because we are human beings. So what you're saying is we actually need gaps. We actually need the gaps for God to reveal who he is to us. And there should always be gaps because there's always something more we're asking and believing God to do. It's actually the miracle happens in the waiting because that's where God develops our character. Any gap is an opportunity for God to do what only he can do. Hello everyone, welcome to our conversation. It's good to have you with us. It is indeed. We're excited to get into some questions, into some discussion and maybe some banter between you and me. That always happens. Absolutely. And this conversation is not only going to be full of fun and reveal probably a little bit more about us and hopefully in the interaction reveal a little bit more about you as you answer the questions either on your own or with those that you're watching this with. We're also through these sessions and these conversations going to go a bit deeper. That's good. We like depth. We do. I mean, it's like when you go swimming, swimming, isn't it? And you go in the shallow end and uh, the older you get, you're like, I want to go in deep. And when you're young, you're kind of itching <laughs> to get there. Yeah. Well, well, we are going to go into the deep end. So I hope you're ready to go in deep. I'm but- ready. I've got my swimming cap on, metaphorically. <laughs> Did you ever have a swimming cap? No, hated it. It's one of those things, isn't it? It's like I have childhood memories of swimming and, and things that used to freak me out were those swimming caps that people wore because <laughs> they used to look like aliens. What? They used to look like walking around like aliens with like bald heads. <laughs> and uh, It was more the fact that obviously I, I always took care of my hair and it was annoying to have to squeeze it into this kind of swim cap which I'd end up having to wash my hair anyway. But didn't it rip your hair out afterwards? Yeah, yeah. And I remember when I had swimming lessons, this is going back a very long time ago. It's going back a a long time ago. Um, (laughs) I don't want to say how many years. And my dad used to lovingly take us to swimming lessons every week. And they used to say, you have to wear a swimming cap, but I didn't. It was just awful. I hated it. I didn't really enjoy swimming lessons. Thank you, Dad, for taking us week after week. I'm very grateful because I'm a good swimmer now. But I didn't really enjoy it. So uh, yeah, there's yeah. A, there was there were some good things about swimming, but it, the, the I things loved swimming just didn't like swimming lessons. But maybe there's maybe there's a point here of teaching. I had to go through the lesson to enjoy swimming. Maybe it was authority you struggled with. <laughs> Being told what to do. But back in those <laughs> days, it wasn't like, oh, let's just do some little things to get used to the water. If you didn't put your head under, they shoved your head under. Oh, yeah. yeah and did, you have, did you have the little pool that you had to walk through to get the fungi off your... Not fungi, not the little guy who's really fun <laughs> to be around, like <laughs> the party animal. I'm to- talking about the fungi off your feet. The toe juice. Yeah, <laughs> you used to have to walk through and it was, it was warm, but it was warm because... Probably like some child has sat down and yes, did something. It. Do you know what? There was one time many years ago. I'm going to embarrass our son. We went swimming at centre parks, and I was like, "Where's Reuben?" And he was probably like five, six, something like that, with his armbands on, coming out. Where's Reuben? I thought he's behind us, and he was lying down, splashing around in the toe juice oh. in that foot bath that you have to walk oh through. And I was word. like, "Reuben, my get stomach out. has just turned. <laughs> my child has been immersed and baptized in toe juice." <laughs> but before we really put everyone off their breakfast, dinner, lunch, whatever. Yeah, let's move. Let's the conversation on. on but swimming's good for you yeah but all <laughs> our kids are now grown up they don't do things like that actually i've enjoyed having them home 
recently, you know, back all from uni. And we do like having them home. We do. But there's always a cost to every good thing in life. What's that? Well, food bills have gone up because... They're all adults. Or they're all eating adults like and adults. constantly eating. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also, in the mornings, the shower. Oh, no, well, we have two showers, so that's good. Between five of us, we can share. That's yes. a, a privilege. But the hot water, you can guarantee one of us is going to have a slightly cold shower or a freezing shower. We, uh, it's when you're there and all of a sudden mm. you think you put your hand in and it is warm, but then you get in and it's loaded you into a false sense of security and like you get that, oh, this is freezing. And the thing is, I keep upping how long we have the water heater on for because you wouldn't know how to do that um but for some reason we still run out we still run out i don't know what it is but anyway and when we run out it means usually that i have to wander around kind of semi (laughs) clad clad (laughs) waiting for the water don't use your imagination (laughs) on that one better thinking of toe juice than than that to be honest (laughs) but then i have to wait for it to warm up we run out of something and then we end up needing mm. more, which... Oh, that links to a good question that we could ask see what everybody. I did there? That was a very tenuous link, but oh, yeah. it'll work. It will do. So we want you to take a moment to discuss. If you're on your own, like we said, just have a think about this. If you other the people, you can have a chat, take a few minutes, press pause and answer this question. Have you ever run out of something that's left you then in a sticky situation? Have a little bit of a discussion and then press pause and we can come back and carry on with the discussion. It is relevant, I promise. <laughs> so I can't wait to hear what you've talked about. Maybe mm. let us know if you're watching this on YouTube, if you are watching this or listening to it even as a podcast, you can leave comments. So uh, keep the conversation going want to hear your your sticky situation your stories but this really links to where we want to go it does because we want to talk about the more that god brings to our life because god wants to bring us more always you know if we think that we serve a god if we're disciples of jesus that he wants to take things away or to make things less in our lives it's completely opposite to who he is he wants to give us the more and so we're going to dive into a story where jesus shows that to us and actually it's right at the very start of his ministry start of his miracles and signs as an as an adult when he came on the earth and it's from john chapter two and this is where there's a wedding and they are left in a sticky situation because they ran out of wine. Let's read this from John chapter 2 and verse 1. It says, On the third day, a wedding took place at Cana in Galilee and Jesus' mother was there. And Jesus and his disciples had also been invited to the wedding. Imagine Jesus being at your wedding in person. That would be incredible. Anyway, That would be. Make you a little bit nervous. <laughs> or excited. And excited. Uh, yeah. When the wine was gone, Jesus' mother said to him, They have no more wine. Woman. Why do you involve me? Jesus replied. My hour has not yet come. His mother said to the his mother said to the servants, "Do whatever he tells you." Nearby stood six stone water jars, the kind used by the Jews for ceremonial washing, each holding from eighty to one hundred and twenty liters. Jesus said to the servants, "Fill the jars with water." So they filled them to the brim. Then he told them, "Now draw some out and take it to the master of the banquet." They did so. 
And the master of the banquet tasted the water that had been turned into wine. He did not realise where it had come from, though the servants who had drawn the water knew. Then he called the bridegroom aside and said, everyone brings out the choice wine first and then the cheaper wine after the guests have had too much to drink. But you have saved the best till now. What Jesus did here in Cana of Galilee was the first of the signs through which he revealed his glory and his disciples believed in him. Brilliant. Yeah. Well, if you're going to have a sticky situation like that, <laughs> or any sticky situation, then Jesus is the good, a good person, and of course God to have right there in the midst. Absolutely. And just before we kind of dive into this a little bit more, we notice there how there's this fantastic relationship between Jesus and his mother, because it actually Mary, his mum, was I think the one who kind of had had a big part to play in this first miracle that we oh, yeah. see of Jesus because like any good mum like any good mum she's there going come on Jesus you you can do this you you're the answer here but interestingly he says woman which by the way is not a derogatory term at all this is like a quite a respectful term because it's the same thing he says when um he's going to die he's on the cross and refers to his woman it's like saying mum or mm mother or whatever he says woman why do you involve me my hour has not yet come and I've read that before in kind of woman why do you involve me you know but actually it's more like mum why why are you involving me in this I'm not I'm not quite ready yet you know this relationship between his mother and himself but I love it because Jesus knew who he was he knew exactly why he was on the earth and it was important for him to do things in his timing, not be at the mercy of what other people. Because can you imagine if people were like, Jesus, we need you here to do this. And now can you answer this? And he'd be running around, not really fulfilling the mission for why he'd come to earth. So oh, yeah. I think that's important to, to recognize that. But then he still steps in because Mary says these other words, do whatever he tells you. The key here is that Mary fully knew and was confident in who Jesus was and what he was able to do. He, She fully knew that he was able to bring this miracle. And I think that's a lesson for us, you know, that we can actually trust God, trust Jesus to provide the more that we lack. And I think it's a great point. And by the way, I always think of my mum. <laughs> my mum always looks, Mary always looks like my mum in this situation. Because my mum, if those of you know her, um, she's a, an activist, so whenever there's a problem like in the community or even in the nation and, you know, in, in Africa as well, where she does a lot of work, um, she she sees the, the challenge or the opportunity mm. and she's like, you can do something about it, you know. And Mary was a bit like that kind of activist mum where she knew what her son was capable of and she knew what was on his life. And he, she obviously saw that opportunity, mm, that challenge. Yeah. And like any good mum kind of encouraged him to step forward. But I think an important point, just before we move on, is I think out of that intimacy, there was an intimate mother-son relationship. Yeah. He was fully God mm. and yet fully man. Yeah. And any understanding of, of what God, because he's God, is capable of always comes out of that place of intimacy. So I think that's something, again, there's a key there for us that, that, that more is connected to our intimate relationship with God. But yeah, definitely. And I think, you know, that intimate relationship is really important for understanding then that we can trust Jesus to bring 
the more that we lack in our lives because there is a point of where we in, in all of our lives where we will see a gap we will see a lack if we're disciples of Jesus Christ it doesn't mean that every area of our life is sorted and every area of our life has everything in place there are always gaps because we are human beings but the the point is that actually we need to learn to trust him to bring that more and I think what's really great about this the the kind of verses that we read is there where we see the disciples and the servants and Mary they were the only ones who knew that Jesus actually provided that miracle yes that's what's really important here that they thought that the bridegroom had been this amazing person you know where normally they kind of brought out the best and then watered it down as they went on but actually he'd saved the best or last and that's a kind of an overarching theme that we want to bring across here that God always saves the best for us there's there's always the best that he's got for us but actually it was the disciples and it was the servants who were and Mary, who were really the only observers of the miracle. They were getting a sneak preview into who Jesus is and what he could do. And so for us, as we see, it's the kind of a revelation. It was a light bulb moment for them. Actually, in our lack and in, and in witnessing Jesus, that's kind of a revelation moment for us to go, that's who Jesus is. So what you're saying is we actually need gaps. We actually need the gaps for God to reveal who he is to us. And I think that's an important point because... Especially, I think, in the Western world where yet there are obviously people with lack and people do struggle and there are gaps in lots of areas of our lives. But sometimes we can get to a comfortable place mm. where we don't feel that there are any gaps. Yeah. Well, actually, if we are on mission for God in his kingdom, then there should always be gaps because there's always something more we're yeah. asking and believing God to do because God has called us to be a solution to a problem. And, and Jesus, in this scenario was a solution to a problem mm. and it was a pretty big problem because those stone water jars they, they were not small yeah. <laughs> you know i used to always think they're like little jugs but you know as That's we it. as we read i think actually uh, in one of my uh, bibles it mentions that the stone jars would have been two to three meters mm. in in 20 height to 30 gallons so it's quite a lot of uh, yeah, that, it, <laughs> quite a lot of water i mean that would have been a number, quite a lot of showers yeah. if that would have been our <laughs> problem that <laughs> jesus was solving but so this was a a, a big problem that he was solving but you know he was on mission mm. and again you know my my prayer is god if i'm getting a bit comfortable I, I i need to start finding where i need to be trusting you for more so maybe just for somebody listening right now who may be thinking well i'm mm. not sure i need him to do anything more well again this is where we need to get really clear on our mission because there should be something that we're leaning into god for maybe this is a good point for us to identify then some of the gaps that mm. that we actually do have that we don't always see because there's obvious ones isn't there like oh financial gaps yeah. uh, career gaps um relationship health, health gaps but and they're kind of the really obvious ones a bit like in this story it was an obvious gap yeah. an obvious problem where they needed god to bring more um but where are some of the gaps then in our life that we need to identify? You know, just kind of some examples just to help people think about that. What are some of those gaps potentially? I think um, so if you look at, we can look at this from a point of view of just as, as human beings. Mm. So for anybody listening right now and you're not a Christian, then again, let's just look at kind of the needs of every human being. You know, there are survival needs, which we've just yeah. talked about, you know, food, money, etc. There are what people talk about kind of being success needs, which is, you know, people want successful relationships, mm. fruitful relationships, um, fruitful jobs and careers. 
And then there's significance. Like people want to feel like they're making a difference. Yeah. They want to feel like their life has meaning. They want to feel like, you know, they're 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 going into a job or they're going into their day with a problem to solve and a mm. challenge to overcome. So I think you can look at those three different categories and maybe find, okay, is it a survival gap? Is it a success gap where I just don't think I'm making enough progress? Or or is it a significance gap? I don't feel like I have a purpose. I don't feel mm. I have I have meaning. So I think there are kind of three headings that maybe anybody listening right now could just say, oh, I think mine's one of those. Let me just take a bit of a deep dive and, and unpick that a little bit more. And it could be that your gap is one of the obvious things of, of you know, health, relationship, finance, whatever. Yeah, because you've never ticked all of those off. No, that's something no. something could happen in your life. Absolutely. And, and gaps can be filled at some point and then reappear at another time that, that kind of as our lives go on but I think it's really important that we identify those because we need and that's kind of the first point that we want to get across today is that we can trust Jesus to bring about the more that we lack or provide the more that we need because that was the whole point of Mary. She was so confident. And actually, this is I have got no theological basis for this whatsoever. This is just purely my ooh, observation. Ooh, ooh. But I think that's why yeah. Jesus did the miracle, because he responded to her faith. Mm. Because he wasn't be, having his arm twisted. He made that very clear. He was like, why do you involve me? My hour has not yet come. In other words... I, I'm not ready yet. Like I, I hadn't planned to do this. This wasn't on Jesus' agenda. I'm going to go to this wedding today and I'm going to turn water into wine. But I think it was in response to her faith because she was just like, come on, you can do this, Jesus. And then even when after he says, no, I'm not ready yet, she says to the servants, do whatever he tells you. Mm-hmm. Her faith was so strong that Jesus could do what was necessary and provide the more that actually he responded to her faith that actually, you know, she's got enough faith. I'm going to, I'm going to do this. I don't know that that is the case. Well, I, no, it's I think just it's, that that is, that's my observation. It's a, it's a basis that it. you can make because we know, and I'm sure we'll probably unpick some of these stories mm. more over the coming weeks, but there are other scenarios where it was people's faith yeah. that kind of pulled Jesus, mm. not, not unwillingly, but kind of drew from Jesus his power you know the woman with the issue of blood you know reached yes. out touched the corner yeah, of his garment and yeah. and and he felt power go out from him and that's an interesting thought because you know in that moment essentially she withdrew something from Jesus without him in the moment being conscious mm. as of, a man. Uh, yeah. Yeah, as a man of that actually happening he knew power had gone but he didn't know in that moment yeah. like who it who was exactly. and so uh, again, I think this is a really interesting because God is always wanting to do more. Yeah. Jesus was 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 God in the flesh and he was our physical representation of God and and God is the same yesterday, today and forever. And so it is our faith that determines the more that we can withdraw. And so I think yeah yeah, we need to look at what those gaps are. And maybe, you know, you've asked God to f- fill a gap as in we're not talking about like just making something up as in like bringing the thing that you provide and it hasn't happened yet and you're like god i've asked you to come through or jesus i've i've asked you to provide and you know we we know that in the old testament god is called jehovah jireh our provider it's the hebrew for god is our provider and we kind of say yes god you're going to bring it and then it doesn't come and we're like well what 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 is this about but actually you know um I remember some time ago speaking on prayer and how 
you know, we can kind of be praying and asking and praying and asking and God, please do this and please bring about this and provide and, and it doesn't seemingly happen. But it's it's important that we carry on asking if we know it's the right thing, carry on asking God and carry on praying because it's not about twisting God's arm and making him do what we want. Prayer is more about convincing ourselves that we know that God is able and that we can trust him to fill the gap. So our prayer should reveal more about who God is to us more than what he could do for us. I suppose that's what I'm trying to say. And I think there's a there's a little element of this with Mary that she's persistent in saying, no, do whatever he tells you. Almost like, come on, Jesus. Yeah. You know? And he responds to her faith and to her belief and her e- expectation. And so maybe this is a good point to to stop and again say, right, here's another discussion question for you, another point for you to, to discuss with those around you or on your own, for you to say, what gaps are there in, in our lives gen- uh, generally? Do we try to fill by ourselves rather than trusting God to bring them all? You might have examples of the past. You might have something you're going through right now. It could be just a generic, general uh, kind of response to this. But what gaps are there in our lives that we try to fill by ourselves rather than trusting God to bring the more you can press pause and we're going to answer that question and it's quite interesting because the scenario that comes to mind in the again in the bible just as another kind of follow-up example would be the rich young ruler mm. you know the Jesus wasn't making a case with the rich young ruler of you know everyone must go and sell everything they have and give it to the poor yeah. That was the challenge that he gave to the rich young ruler. But that's because that was where the rich young ruler was putting his trust. Yes. And yeah. and it's like he, Jesus actually was kind of creating a gap mm. and he wasn't going to leave him without. But he, he creates a gap where there is a lack of trust. Okay. He would always bring them more, but he will layer them more on trust. Yeah, so okay. developing the trust is, mm. is, I guess that's our job, isn't it? God brings them more. We've got to develop the trust. And that trust only comes in waiting for the more waiting who likes waiting (laughs) it's the it's the waiting isn't it maybe the gap is patience i'm asking god for patience so he's making me wait to create patience there's so many times when jesus says you know uh about ask whatever Uh, but but the one thing and ask seek knock but he doesn't promise immediacy Mm. he doesn't uh, promise that in that moment it's not a magic wand it's a statement of faith, but that faith can be faith plus time. Yes, absolutely. And that develops the trust. So, uh, yeah, we don't like it and it's no. not always easy, but God in his wisdom knows. But there's something about waiting for the result and waiting for God to provide that that's where that's actually where the miracle happens. It's not in the provision of the thing because God can do that at the blink of an eye. It's actually the miracle happens in the waiting because that's where God develops our character and our belief and trust of him. That's probably for another whole yeah, but no, it's podcast. True. No, but the, 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 every, pretty much if you think about it, most of the things that we're asking for are temporal. Mm. Temporal answers, you know, if, using this story. The wine, even the wine that Jesus created miraculously was going to run out. Yes. And so of ultimate importance here is what is God developing mm. in us? You know, hope that is seen is is temporal you know but hope that is unseen is eternal yeah absolutely and jesus will always bring what bring uh, bring an internal 
change, not uh, an external change. That's that's the whole point. It's of greater value. Yeah, he can change, you know, something on the outside, the external that's going to change our circumstances in a moment. But the internal change is what he wants to bring for for good. And there's a whole kind of link there that we could talk about mm. with the the wine and the fact that you know it was the ceremonial jars that, that we use for washing they were used to clean the outside of a person but what god was doing what jesus was doing was actually internally changing those disciples and those servants for eternity jesus was inside the bottle he was <laughs> Dealing and, with it. and i think that you know i don't want to take that analogy too far but actually yeah. there's a there's a really important point there of when jesus brings more to our lives he's less interested in the outside he is way more interested in what's going on inside of you, in our spirit and our soul. So um, we need to remember that when we're asking God. But that's the, that's the first thing we want to say is that we can trust him to provide the lack. Uh, it's, sorry, to provide the more that we, that we actually lack. But then there's this whole thing, which is similar to what we've just been talking about, is that actually what Jesus does is he, he brings complete transformation. So... I look at this kind of these verses that we're reading in in John 2 and I love it how they say that you have saved the best till last. Obviously they're talking to the bridegroom thinking he's like done the job and he's going cracking I you know I've done a good job here at this wedding bringing out the best wine at the end. He's had nothing to do with it. It was Jesus. He brought the very best and I think I love that that thought that when we lack something god doesn't just plug that gap or make it look okay and dress it up he saves the very best for us and that's that's really important that we can expect him to bring a complete transformation not just a superficial one god doesn't dress things up on the outside but he brings a complete transformation inside out i think i think you're absolutely right i can think of a particular situation in our journey when we had a gap and and it was a financial gap and and i remember you know kind of again the time and the waiting and the trusting and the Mm. patience it can get quite painful when you're like god i know you're all knowing and you're all seeing but have you seen (laughs) we're running out and and then actually but now i look back and i see what god did in that time like you said he didn't just end up plugging the gap of what i saw and we saw as deficient but he actually replaced it by something of of of, of a multiplied value, mm. and and the value wasn't just monetary; it was so much more. It was yeah. what he did in us, yeah, and it's what he did uh, for us, you know. So uh, again, I think that's the exciting thing here. We can get excited about our gap. It sounds strange, almost sounds slightly crazy, you know. Why should I be getting excited about a gap that I can see in my finances or in my health or? in my career or that need based upon the mission that I'm trying to accomplish for God. But actually, any gap is an opportunity for God to do what only he can do. You know, like Paul says, his power is made perfect Mm. in our weakness. So actually the weakness is a gap for his power. And his power is going to be far greater than anything I could think of. There's a there's a version I can't remember which version it is of those verses and it talks about how our weakness is a portal for his strength mm. and I love that thought that there's not just a gap there's this portal it's like it, it draws God's strength to it you know that's what a portal does doesn't it it's, a, it's like a 
it's more than a gap but how would you describe a portal well, uh, it's an opening yeah it's, it's, like it's an actually in, an invitation again i've not got the dictionary definition in front of me but i i think a portal is a, it's a designed opening yeah it's not like a crack in the wall no. which is just something that just happens to be there but there's a reason why that is there and i think you, that's a, a tremendous uh, kind of way of putting it from that uh, I think it was the, I think it's the message version. It's I either it the is. message or the passion translation. It, it's um, it's kind of a paraphrase. It's yeah. a bit of a kind of a poetic um, interpretation, but I love it. It says it's a portal for his strength. So it literally our weakness is like a gap that opens up, to the, that attracts God's strength to go, right, I'm going to come in and I'm going to fill it and um, not just plug it and make it look okay, but completely transform the situation and that's what jesus did here he completely transformed so when we look at the um the water you know we we can and everybody knows about this story whether they're christians disciples of jesus or not everyone refers to yeah, turning well water known. into wine you know it's kind of and you know you've seen the kind of magician's tricks haven't you where it was water but then was a bit of food color in it turns into something else and Jesus wasn't doing a magic trick here. This was nothing to do with like wowing people or kind of, ooh, you know, the very fact that he didn't kind of burst on the scene and go, ta-da, look mm. what I can do. Yep. It wasn't about trickery. He was doing something. He was in that changing the water into wine was actually a miracle because you can't change something in the natural into something completely different on our own that has to be god that does that in fact there was somebody there was a um an author and a theologian who wrote this he said jesus really did change water into wine thus revealing his glory at a molecular level the water which is basically hydrogen and oxygen was changed into wine that contains sugars yeast and water which contains carbon and nitrogen along with oxygen and hydrogen well, a there's a lesson. lot of science, science lesson here people <laughs> but by changing water into wine jesus demonstrated his authority eve over even the atom atomic structure of atoms by commanding oxygen and hydrogen atoms to disassemble and reform into other atoms of different configurations he literally changed the molecular structure at just at just a command nobody else can do that only jesus it says the amount of energy it would take to perform this atomic deconstruction and reconstruction is staggering to do so without any visible energy transformation of the liquid indicates a mastery of natural law far beyond our comprehension he accomplished it with no physical exertion you, you don't see it. he just said fill the waters now draw some out at his very word kind of that complete transformation happened and then i'll just end with this he says with that single act jesus proves that the basic forces in nature are at his command and control that makes me excited well anybody would think that god spoke the world into being and that is that was my whole point that's the point that's the whole point that with that single act jesus proved who he was that at his very word things can change from one thing into another your life can change from death into life because everything started from those atoms. Absolutely incredible. I mean, in the beginning, you had Adam and Eve. Oh, Gareth, that's terrible. I was getting really excited about Jesus, and you ruined it with one of your dad jokes. <laughs> sorry. Adam and Eve. <laughs> no. That's classic. Anyway, sorry. I was like almost jumping down on up and down on my seat about Jesus, and you changed it in that moment. Anyway, <laughs> God created humor well as well. He did. Yeah. Well done. I'll, but I'll no, you're absolutely right. I mean, again, when you think about that, because we forget, and obviously everything that we see around us, even right now, we're sat in the studio. 
and we've got technology which is you know advanced mm. and yet uh, n- nothing is new yeah nothing is new um there are new things but made out of 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 old stuff new and ways of doing the same thing yeah and god but god created it yeah. all and he can rearrange mm. he can uh, pull things together by the the word that comes from his mouth which again when we think about that that this is the same word that we're reading right now yeah it's the same yeah. word and yet we often neglect god's word i haven't got time for god's word mm. and yet we it's it's, a, it's funny just even saying it we I haven't got time for god's word because i've got to deal with this lack well hang on a minute what we're that saying is here it. is the word produced the resource that you're looking for yeah and so we've got to get back to the word it all starts with the word because it all started with the word it all started with the word and jesus used he could have used anything he chose water but at that moment he could have done anything and i think it was more about their obedience mm in that moment than actually the the stuff that they used. So, you know, when he said to them, fill the jars with water, I love the fact it's they they just went and did it. Yep. How many of us are not doing what God is asking us to do? Because we're going, oh, that sounds silly. Or, no, that, that's not what I asked for, Jesus. I asked for wine. You're, you're asking me to go and fill them with water. God's asking you to go and give money away when you're asking him for more. You're going, that doesn't make any sense. When Jesus tells us to do something... It's because he wants to bring about a miracle. And before we kind of move on to the the kind of final part of what we want to say, I just want to say again that if you're looking for complete transformation in your situation, because there's a lack and you need God to do something of the more that he can bring, the expansiveness, be obedient. Do what he says. Don't question it. I I love there's not like a middle paragraph there that's missed out where the servants said to each other, shall we do this? This doesn't make any sense. Water, we wanted wine. Or what what if the bridegroom's not happy with us? No, these jars were supposed to be kept for ceremonial washing. There's none of that. No. They just, it says, so they went and filled them to the brim. Yeah. There is no buts, ifs, maybes, what ifs. They just went and did it. And that's a challenge for me and a challenge for you today that if we're asking God to fill the gap and he responds with something that doesn't make sense to us, just do it. Absolutely. So it's good. Yeah. Really good. But then what Jesus does in, and hopefully we've established this, and this is the kind of the final thing that we want to bring today is that the change that Jesus brings is a complete miracle. Mm-hmm. The change that he wants to bring in your life is a complete miracle not to question that yeah absolutely uh, god is wanting to do according to uh, ephesians 3:20 he wants to do immeasurably more mm. than all we could ask think or imagine yeah so if god is wanting to do in immeasurably more then the gaps that you and i see right now there are far more gaps absolutely but the good news is there are far more far more gaps because he's ready with his more yeah and and at the heart of this is this interdependence mm. which ultimately is what it's all about it is the story of why he created us he created us for relationship the reason that there is deficiency in our lives is because we find that sufficiency in him yeah. if we don't lean into him and try and create that sufficiency in another way we will usually hit the point of of lack and or we will burn ourselves out trying to keep filling those gaps and maybe people are watching or listening right now maybe you you have been filling the gaps but it's been an independent journey of god Mm. 
and you realize you're not finding meaning, yeah. purpose, and you're burning out. There's something that is missing. And that's because you were designed with these gaps so that the all-sufficient one of who God is dovetails with our deficiency. And through that walking and working with God, mm. he unlocks the more which he has stored inside of you. You have the potential because yeah, he put it there. Absolutely. It's not out there in the ether somewhere. It's, it's all in the seed mm. of our lives. But we need that environment, that conversation with God and allowing the Holy Spirit to remove any of those obstacles where we are lacking trust mm. in God to allow that more to, to come through. So God is ready to release the more. But are you ready to work with him absolutely and again this is probably a good time to for people to hit pause and to answer this question and if you're with people this is a point of kind of accountability as well you know when we have those discussions with other people or with a coach or people we trust it's it's a good time to be accountable to to really be honest with our answers and the question is just this what miraculous change do you need to ask Jesus to bring and you know like we said, sometimes it's obvious. Sometimes it's really obvious and you go, oh, yeah, I, I'm in desperate need of this. Sometimes we just have to do a little bit of a search in our hearts. But whatever change Jesus is going to bring and whatever change we're going to ask him for, whatever more we're going to ask, is going to be a miracle. Every small thing that Jesus does in your life and every seemingly big thing that Jesus does in your life is a miracle. And it's all about revealing who he is. So maybe take a few moments to discuss that. What miraculous change do you need to ask God for? And I think it's important, Leanne, to say at this point, this was the first sign of Jesus. It is spoken that there are seven signs of Jesus in John's gospel. And this was the first (laughs) sign. And I think, yeah, that was obviously true of Jesus and you know him giving clear signs of who he was he was fulfilling scripture he was fulfilling prophecy of who he was as as God made flesh but God is still wanting to reveal himself mm. through signs and you are a living sign yeah i am a living sign those listening are living signs yeah. and so god is looking for people who are willing to to stretch mm. to create those gaps so that there is more opportunity for God to be revealed. And and I really want to encourage people at this point, if you're thinking, you know, this has really stirred me, this has really got me thinking. Um, And also, if if you're fed up of just, if you feel like you're just running around trying to fill gaps and and you want to get your life in order, this is where discipleship comes in. Because discipleship is about realizing, okay, you know, I, I need to get a mission. So that's going to bring gaps. But also, it's about getting our life in order. Maybe some of the gaps are in our lives are because we're not being driven by the principles of God's word. Absolutely. You know, and again, the the MVP journey that we talk about is that discipleship journey of being driven by the principles of God's word and and walking closely mm-hmm. and tightly with God. So if you feel like you, your whole life up to this point or your walk with God up to this point has been very reactive and you're saying it's time to really get get to, down to business with this yeah. and to be really proactive and, and to move to a new level of maturity in your walk with God, then I really want to encourage you to to get on board with the MVP journey, to get mm. in the discipleship journey. Uh, because right now we, we need you to be at, at your 
your, your most fruitful and the world needs that yeah absolutely and and jesus wants to bring you the very best that we've just read that about that you know he saves the very best to last and so he wants to bring his best mm. to you and into your life don't settle for an imitation don't settle for second best don't settle for plugging the gaps yourself or manipulating a situation or bringing something in that looks like yeah. the best only god can really bring that and it's worth waiting for so just trust him that he can bring it that he wants to do that complete transformation and he wants to do a miracle in you that's a, i think that's a great point to finish with because our version of the best is substandard mm. to god's version yeah how many times have we prayed for something thinking god if you can answer this then that would be the best thing that you could do yeah well when god doesn't answer the way we want it it's usually because his version of best yeah is better absolutely i think it's in isaiah i think where it says taste and see that the lord is good you have to like they had to taste the wine and they were like wow this is the best taste and see that god is good he is the vine we are the branches we can't do anything without him he is the best well i think it'd be good just to pray yep. uh, at, to kind of wrap this up and just to kind of pray for anybody that is watching listening right now because right now this world needs more of God. Yes. And he, God has no plan B. He is going to bring it through his people, yeah. those who put their faith and trust in him. So let's pray. Father, we want to thank you for the fact that you are Jehovah Jireh, the God of more than enough. Mm. Thank you, Father. You don't just seek to plug gaps that we find in our lives but actually you are actively looking for those portals. You're yeah. looking for those opportunities that come from our challenges where your grace, where your power is made perfect. Father, we just say sorry for the times so where we've complained about the gaps. We've almost tried to avoid the gaps. And that's just it's a lack of trust on our part, mm. and we're sorry. But thank you, Father, that you invite us into this relationship where we are walking with you, we are working with you, and you are wanting to develop a deep trust out of that intimacy, like yeah. Mary had with Jesus. That intimacy led to her seeing that challenge as an opportunity, that gap as, a, as an opening for, for the power of God to be demonstrated. Father, we thank you for our gaps right mm. now. We thank you for our gaps yeah. because they're not going to remain gaps. They are going to become opportunities where your more yeah. is going to be revealed and it's going to be revealed for your glory. Yes, so I pray Jesus. for everyone who's listening, watching in agreement right now. Yeah. We thank you that when we come in agreement, Lord, what is in heaven, that all sufficiency is made manifest on earth. It is brought about. It is made a reality here on earth. And we ask that for your name's sake. Amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us today and keep believing for the more and join us next time where we're going to keep on this theme of more, aren't we, Liam? Absolutely. Excited to see what more we're going to bring. <laughs> so you take care and until next time, take care. Bye.